We black and proud, black and proud. Cut it off. Here we are, Man Crush Monday's podcast, episode 46, proud and blacker than ever. Um, we'd like to thank you all for tuning in and listening. Um, we're going to get to take care of some really quick housekeeping. Um, for those of you that have not had opportunities to check it out, we are now on Patreon. So you can search Man Crush Monday's, the podcast, on Patreon. We are also on YouTube. For those of you that do not have the flexibility in your budget, to pay for Patreon, you can catch the clips on YouTube. Not the whole episode. You got to still use your podcast streaming situation for that. But nevertheless, we your are here. PSPs, your digital subscriber. There we are. We are currently in the South Bronx and the home of Core 5 Creative Studios, my studio. And we're recording with a very esteemed guest. I say that about everybody, but she's more esteemed than the, than the average. I mean... Y'all should see the way the Ghana sun bounces <laughs> off of this. The, the summer sun bounces off of this Ghana queen. Aloe, Africa. Let me look. Um, she she called me when we were in Ghana and said, Yo, I'm in the bush. I don't know. Where you at? I'm in the bush. <laughs> I said, please, please tell them to drive inside. You'll be safe. Don't worry, please. Come on. Let's go, sweetie baby. <laughs> <laughs> let's jump into let's jump into our let's jump into our introductions. This is African Ash Joe. This is uh, um, um, LA rooftop Rome. Rome. Okay. <laughs> Lit Rome is what it's going. To be. Uh, this is Bronx Carl. This is Father Pedro. <laughs> that, that might be Father Pedro. Father Pedro. That might be it. Yeah. All right. And now for our esteemed guest. Now for our beautiful guest. Now for our. Table shaker now for our queen get it done now for our party baby mama now for our yeah 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 she 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 was about to fight me on that do you mind introducing who you is those are a lot of good things thank you I'm Danielle Young all right give us more we need more <laughs> I'm Blue Ivy's best friend for, I love that uh -huh. I am a journalist a producer I be editing. <laughs> Comedian. Okay. All the things. All of the things. Where you yes. from? Originally? Yeah. Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. Where you live? Oh, that's an exit off the 95. That's it all is. I know about it. We do. It's wow. next to Virginia, from, and you be yes. like, oh, I know Rocky For Mountain. That means I'm going reason. home the right way. Wow. Very small town, but that is like one of our claim to fame that we have. Real estate we on love 95. You, we love it when you go back home on your, on your stories. <laughs> yes, my mama is very popular yeah, amongst everyone. We love her. Like, Shout out to my mama. Hey, girl, if we put this on Facebook, she'll see it. Hey. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're now on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> she will see it. Um, yeah, so that's me. We had you here for a little minute. We got you out a little bit outside of your comfort zone. Whew. That is, that is, um, section. that's still within the 718. Wow. Still within the 718, but outside of the confines of Brooklyn or Little Manhattan. So far. Welcome uptown. Thank you. Where the guns go. <laughs> <laughs> this is the new Bronx. Nah, this is the new Bronx. This this is the new Bronx. I'm in the ghetto. No, <laughs> no you're not. This is, nah, this is nah, actually, nah, nah. this is Williamsburg North. <laughs> This is Williamsburg yeah, no, North. This is, this is Williamsburg North, though. Seriously, no, like, no, new gentrification. No yeah, as there the whites go. would say. Yep. Um, let's let's <laughs> jump straight into it because we had you waiting a little bit, and I do not want to waste your time because I know it's very no. valuable, and I cannot afford. We got stuff you. to talk about. This is a page worth of things. I want to ask you a question: Is 
Was Gail King out of line? Oh, we just gonna go. Damn, yeah, straight in. Jump right straight in. Straight in. <laughs> Didn't Ooh. even like warm me. No up. hesitation. No, nope. find out Actually, my auntie. No, 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 no. Wait. One pan no, leg no, no, on. No, no, no. Let's go. Here we go. <laughs> I'm I'm realizing that some of our followers may not know who you are, even though it's rare. The movers really and the shakers that listen there. to the Man Crush Monday's podcast may not know who you are. So, in a couple words, why don't you tell them who you is, what you do, and how you how she you give that. it up? No, I no, kind of did do that. No, I, but I need you to give a deep no, dive. Where can they find you? He was talking about your platforms so, and everything else. Yeah, yeah. so I, I work for Essence.com. For where? Essence.com. For Black women mecca. Essence. Yes, Black Girl Magic Headquarters, um, where I am a writer, producer, and host. I also have a series called The Overexplainer that has stretched into a column in the magazine, something I've always wanted in my life is to write for Essence Magazine. Um, So we're here. And um, what else? I started... Started yeah, on the I do a lot. I started at well, I started before the route, but I did a lot of red carpets, um, and a lot of that commentary and stuff like that is what's gotten people's eyes on me, um, which is really quite awesome. And I started doing red carpets when I was like interning at the New York Post. Danielle, so, <laughs> Danielle was so one did... of the first people that hired me. Oh, back in the day, <laughs> I don't know what outlet, but it was. Full about 12 moment. years ago, I That's was out so here. Crazy. I don't know. I think I found you like on Craigslist or something. You put a post up. Wow. And I remember. And he was like, I will take I didn't this even know. I didn't right even now. remember. I didn't know I was your friend. Yeah, I remember. Robin Cherry. Hello? Boom. You, you have me in these streets. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my God. Wow. Woo. Wow. Full circle. Now, now we're both out here. Okay. Yeah, this was. 12 years ago. Was, wow. Yeah. That's 10, 08. Years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's a long time. Yeah, I, I was still working that. at Verizon. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I was like at David's Bridal still. I definitely used to work at David's Bridal back in the day. Um, <laughs> you know, you had to do what you had Get to do. coin. Wow, yeah. you got my mind rolling back then. But yeah, so I've been out here for a significant amount of time. And it's been really cool to see um, how the internet has changed the way journalism is. And we become the personalities almost. So I've been riding that wave. And it's been it's been interesting. I'm sorry, I have to correct you. <laughs> you have been creating said waves. Talk about it. Wow. Because like to hear that. There, there, I, I can say that I do not remember a time where there was valid social commentary on the red carpet for people of color. Come on, man. Adjust True. her crown. Adjust her crown. <laughs> Please. Correctly. No, thank you. I'm I appreciate saying, that. I'm saying yeah. I don't remember a time where celebrities of color and those that are melanin deficient we're speaking about things that mattered, but they stop that and they they, they speak to you. I don't know if Essence would still be a dominant force on red carpets. Come on, if it was not for Come the on. over explainer. <laughs> but we're not gonna, listen, we're not going to go too far I'll into it. I'll take that. No, Come I on. really will take that okay. because I've loved red carpets my entire life, and I've always watched them. And it was always about who are you wearing, this and that. And only the men would get more serious questions, questions more so about their career or what's going on in the world. Um, so I really appreciate. That and like hearing that and, re- and being able to stop like in this moment and reflect on that. So roses, we give them to you. <laughs> yep, I will take them. Well deserved. Okay, thank so back you. into the back to the first question. Um, Gail, <laughs> Gail, 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 and mm-hmm. Oprah and them. Yes. Was she out of line with the line of Oprah questions? Oprah and Kale. for um. <laughs> I, I saw, saw that, that on the, the internet day. and I thought it was I so saw funny. The day and was like, wow. It was. I don't know it if it was amazing. meant to be an insult, but I kind of love it. Yeah. Oprah and Kale. 
I mean, they're healthy as hell. <laughs> Gotta love the black. Listen, I would take any okra and kale from Oprah's garden immediately. Hello. Thank you. What was was um Gail out of line? And did she deserve to be called a dog face bitch by Snoop? That's a weird question because no one deserves to be called a dog face bitch by anyone. <laughs> let's just let's just start there. We, girl dad. I think um but I think that what people don't understand about journalism is that no matter what happens, we are there to present an objective opinion, not opinion, excuse me, an objective view, not based on opinion, not based on our feelings, but based on facts. So we are there to present the facts, whether we like them or not. Right. Yep. To call Gail out of line is unfair. Um, a lot of people don't really, a lot of, a lot of the times when the internet is involved, we don't see the full story, right? Mm-hmm. Like we watch the little clips no, they you ran see. the whole thing, though. But yeah, she it was, was also edited, though. When it came but out, people, it was no clip. It was, no, it was just a clip. Right. People right. don't usually watch the full thing. They don't get the full story. So it just looks like Gail is only asking one of Kobe's best friends about this rape case, which is one of the things that she asked him. I don't think it's fair to call her out her name for asking a question. I do understand the sensitivities around it. I do understand that the timing is a little crazy. I understand how beloved Kobe is. But as a journalist, she was asking questions that were a part of the zeitgeist at the moment. Ooh. So it's not... Big words. <laughs> I almost felt like going... Bing. You got to pay for that, that, by the way. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's not fair to say that she is someone who deserves to be called anything for presenting a topic that was being talked about and that will honestly be continued to be talked about because it's a sticky topic. And Kobe is Kobe. It's such a huge loss. And it's hard to say that she was wrong for asking a question. I don't think she, I don't think she was wrong. Were the I don't lines think she was wrong. of questions. It was literally part just of like, her right, right. So Sis. this is where this is where my trashy ass <laughs> opinion comes in. <laughs> I don't think she had to. ask Yeah, but I mean, she wasn't it, wrong. It was to good. Ask it was good journalism. And the the question nah, in itself it was questionable. Nope, the qu- question in itself was good journalism. The borderline badgering, the borderline badgering questions. of the oh, questioning yeah, was, was important. The rub, she because I felt like in. there was a gentle. I felt like there was a gentle, like, like movement or statement that Lisa Leslie gave that was like, okay, chill the fuck out. And then she still was like, but that's your friend. It's like, come on, sis, just just chill. She asked the same question three times. It was more the. It was a question when she said, you know, but would you? Know, but you wouldn't know. But you wouldn't know. And and the, yeah, the, how was he your best friend? Yeah, right. It was, the, it was. It was. A, it was a bit you tough. You know, he put a finger in a butt. Right. Well, you didn't know. well but, don't be. Don't but, take yeah, that much liberty yeah. with the. Right. With the, <laughs> and yep. and the, and the thing is, the thing is that like, the the, during the time of Kobe's situation, that was on the tail end of the or the OJ situation. So, the target, that was put on his back. Around the actual situation was heightened. It was it was a lot more aggressive about what was happening. Like it was it was this, the case was dismissed or the charges were dropped or what have you. But oh, what I'm saying is, you have to give that context. So when you talk about it, you also have to talk about what the climate of America was. Um, Kobe being a black male, right. like right. those are the things that aren't added to it. Situation right. than just asking within an interview with Lisa Leslie right. because. I don't want to, you know, assume, but right. this is me assuming that this interview was brought in because she wanted to eventually get around to that. Because, like, no shade to Lisa Leslie, but, like... We don't hear from We don't hear, yeah, like... She's not a typical person that would be booked on a show like that that would absolutely. be, like, you know, something that people would want to, like, let's dig into this Lisa Leslie interview. So it wasn't like, 
so I kind of felt like she was brought on the show to yeah. lead into those mm-hmm. questions. Yeah. Um, and that's where it gets a little bit tricky because, like I said earlier, we are brought in as journalists to have these objective opinions and to present facts. And you do get emotionally attached to certain topics and things like that. Um, and, and to where she was leaning in and asking the follow-up questions and, and, oh, but you were his... I think she was trying to get to a certain point as a journalist, mm-hmm. but it was getting a little too touchy, yeah. a little too emotional, um, which is tough because we've also seen... we've Gail has had a long journalistic career. Indeed. And we've seen her handle situations really well, i.e. the Robert Kelly Boom. interview. Well, I, was and, just about and, to, I was just about to go on that. And, and we didn't care as much with the Robert Kelly well, because she was handling him because of... It he was, was a part of the right. guilty party. Right, right. So we right. didn't honestly um, care if she was digging... Pushing. And that was what the interview was for. Right. So we that that's that's the difference because she it is it is consistent with what she did in that except she was obviously a lot harsher with Robert because he is the person and you're asking him the questions. Right. But she didn't cut any slack with him either. We just didn't have any sympathy for him. Exactly. Yeah. So I feel like off off of the heels of uh interview as large and as um attention getting as the R. Kelly interview. It's very easy to, I guess, straddle the line of groundbreaking interview and pushing too far. And granted, the man wasn't even in the ground yet. Yeah, and, and that's that's the that's the situation around timing that's weird. Right, because um, like because you don't want the question was valid as fuck. It was a very valid question yeah. because she wasn't the only person asking it. Now, if she didn't go in and push the question for a third time. Would it have been too much? No. It would have been her doing her due diligence as a investigative also, journalist. what are you expecting Elisa Leslie to say? Exactly. In that right. moment. She's not, she's, she's not necessarily not salacious. Right. She's like, not she's known. She's not solicit an answer. She's not, like, yeah. On that gender type shit, as if they're in the air, like, no, keep going, keep going. Like, she's no. not mm-hmm. a shade room celebrity. Exactly. She's Elisa yeah. Leslie. She's always, like, just this done her job. This is not what she's here for. I have a, <laughs> yeah. I have a question. She's not here for the scandal. No. In regarding to Snoop's commentary... When you saw the post and Snoop had the do-rag on and was looking down, Here we did go. you know it was going to be bad news? Because when I saw it, I was like, oh. Wait, was it? Du- was it a do-rag he had the time? Do-rag. I don't know was it a bonnet. It was a doobie. No, because it was a doobie. I thought it was a doobie. It was a doobie. It was a scarf. No, it was a doobie. It's always usually a doobie, so I wasn't sure if it was like... So not a doobie. It's Auntie Snoop. It's Auntie Snoop. When you see the Auntie Snoop scarf... Is that a that's usually a symbol of this is about to be bad news for somebody? Because <laughs> he be what? looking down there and you see the scarf and he's like, and there's a yeah. blunt hand. His think... face is always twisted up. Yo, and you know, like, oh, he about this to come with bad. the heat. Play. I'm just like... disappointed. I'm a little disappointed because I love Snoop. Mm. And I just think He asked though. Can gen- I call her one? In general, I in general, I think <laughs> that people, and it's hurtful more so when it's black men, but people are very much more comfortable dragging a black woman mm. than they are defending one. And it just hurts my feelings that that was the conversation around the same exact time where we saw, I forget this rapper's Dravante. Oh. Well, we saw him literally when he drag yoked his, that girl up. That the, was disgusting. Yeah, he dragged his ba- his baby's mother right at the, out of this basketball. He was game. a boxer. He was a boxer. I think I didn't. I thought he was and a rapper. He, I don't. He even, grabbed I don't his baby mom's up because she was hanging out. Literally with grabbed her and dragged her neck. like dog walked her out of the gym yeah. that they were in. And like we're so busy calling Gail all of these things, but like nobody says anything about how wrong this is. So and not they're not to be compared. They're not the same thing. Right. But I just think that a lot of the times it's much easier for folks to take that side of like, 
a black woman's taking down the black man, so she's a dog. And it's just like, well, damn. I think they would have did same, the same thing with Don Lemon, though, if he did it. Oh, no, no but I, you literally took it out because I, because I, they definitely Don dragged. Don Lemon was definitely on Dem, the Don side. Was, he was dragged a lot. I think he shifted. Oh, oh yeah, that's whoa, true. She, but some, he, he sometimes remembers his black. Right. Well, every right. now and then. Every, yeah, 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 yeah. Every now and then. Yeah. And I think Snoop is out of his bitch card. Like Snoop shouldn't be allowed to say bitch anymore. Like there's I a certain he, lifetime, there's like a lifetime amount. The sports yeah. coach. Like, I thought he was done. He with should. That. He should mm-hmm. reach for the B and it's like there's nothing. And now here. that we've there's, accept, accepted him as a full on auntie, yeah. I thought. I, you right. know the auntie scarf and the look down is. Yeah. I'm expecting him to say anything at this point because before even hitting it, I was like, oh. Snoopy yeah. forgetting that he's too a black woman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just like, yeah. Every now and then, that perm. Don't forget, Snoop. <laughs> you follow our lead. I, I think they would have rode anybody black for doing it. I think if Charlemagne pulled that play, Don oh, yeah. Lemon pulled that play, they anybody that we could identify that goes with anybody that's middle, well, we're not millennials, but 40 and even a, that's in the millennial culture, they would have armed and, and probably took flight the way Snoop did, I think. Um, they, it's just unfortunate that they don't have that same intensity like he did say for like Harvey. Right. You know. Now the bigger question is who might beat his case. And the bigger crazy, and the bigger question now is Well, can this, I wait before we move on past that because I think that that is also a piece of dialogue that is often brought up when we talk about sexual uh, predators and sexual violence um is that black women are doing the dragging of black men that are involved, the Bill Cosby's, the R. Kelly's, but we leave out the Harvey's, and that's not necessarily true. Harvey Weinstein is still being, you know, dragged. It's not necessarily as loud, but in the mainstream media, he is being dragged. He's in the middle of trial. We can't help who he decides to do interviews with or who he doesn't. Um, so I, don't, I just right. think that that's an unfair narrative because it's not like he's not facing any consequences for what he's done. I want to circle back to that while we're still fresh on your response. In a day and time where cancel culture is really big and you do have a point where black men do tend to hop on the back of women or women or of color or not of color about trying to bring down a black man. As black men, how do we take the attention off of ourselves and focus on protecting our women? I don't understand what you mean, taking the attention off of yourselves. In terms of, so Snoop. Snoop. I think I casted a mean, uh, 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 Fresnel lens on his face and literally looked into Instagram camera and said that dog face B word. Well, it's because as, as opposed and this is, to finding a way to let his opinion be known, but not put her underneath a microscope where she's. I don't know if death threats would have come before Snoop's outlashing. Um, just, they would have. They, they, they probably would have come because of yeah. the the situation is yeah. weird. Yeah, it's, it's it's a different it's, situation because of, like I said, Kobe is so beloved and it's so painful. His death was so painful, literally. Like it was just such a harsh way to lose someone like Kobe right. that dragging his 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 rape case into the situation as early as it was. It was it's disheartening, and it makes us seem like to your point of cancel culture, like people can't be human and I'm not excusing rape in any way or even downplaying any victims of it, survivors of it, but it is hard for us to, it's harder for people, this this society, especially black men, to talk about rape than it is for them to talk about black women. And it hurts my feelings that that is something that you go to first, as opposed to like, why are we hanging our black hats on 
black uh, predators like a Bill Cosby or or R. Kelly not getting as much as a Harvey Weinstein when we could just as easily hang the hat on black girl victims who get ignored? Why isn't that the narrative? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I just, especially as somebody who has done reporting, not against R. Kelly, but reported the facts that would have anyone with a brain go against R. Kelly, why do I get called all kinds of names or like I'm trying to take the black man down? I don't understand why you don't see me standing for the women. Right. So that's one of the things that I think going forward, a black man (laughs) or any man or any person who feels that, that way Take a minute and think about what the narrative is that you're pushing. Is yeah. it more important for you to call her this or to be angry at her? Or should you be more angry that there's a lot more black girl victims of sexual violence and rape that don't get their stories told or that don't get to be a part of the news or, yeah. you know? There's yeah. a way to go about that. They just they, they just jumped to the gun. It was the same with um, um, Ari Lennox. Like, she went out and jumped off the roof. Yeah, you got to be careful. And then she ended up. Now you, know, you look crazy. Everybody apologizing. And then she, now she's off. The, and you, know you can I mean? have your opinions. Yeah. She's off what? Like she, like she fell, like she fell back. She's like, okay, I'm done with like, you know, social media for now. Like she right. was, she was against Gail. Right, right, right. Yeah. On the same way of Follow like, you know, Snoop. like Snoop was like heavy, and she was just as heavy. Um, and this, you know how she goes on live and shit like that. So she gave her opinion. It's super. But then you know, of course, it's like we like, damn, why are we doing this to Gail? Like, why are we going so hard on Gail? Especially when she's doing her job, like and journalists she fit, she cover came things back, that are like, uncomfortable. Okay, I'm just uh, I'm on a pullback. I know I, I did this. I was in the heat in a moment. She did a whole little diatribe type shit, and she was like, "Okay, I'm gonna fall back on social media right now because I knew I was wrong." I mean, so it's like, yeah, people just be caught in a moment because I feel like social media makes you want to go hashtag that hard get you in all the way caught up. Yeah, because like, people won't the read the full story, yeah. or you read a Twitter thread and or you, you think, "Oh, rush. now I have yeah. all the information." Yeah. How important <laughs> is it that we get accurate stories? across to the public oh as black God. people. It's 100%. very important. I mean, if, if this Kobe situation has taught us anything, there is such a, 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 a wanton culture of being first. It's okay. It's a wanton culture of being first. And yeah. the media jumps at, you know, the chance to be the first one to report it, to win on SEO or whatever. And we're forgetting the sensitivities of, like, real life. The fact that Vanessa and all of her family members, all the Altabelli family members, are watching or just hoping to hear something. And people are killing Kobe and all his daughters, or they're killing, and you're just like, we yeah. don't have the, like, can we relax? Or Rick Fox and his daughters. Or Rick Fox, yeah. and then imagine being one of his children, and you're watching the news, and you don't know where your dad is. Yeah. So it's just like, if we could be patient and a little bit more um, human about yeah. information, but we, we've lost that, and there's no way of us getting that back. Like, the internet is too fast. Well, is it the internet, or is it just, I, I, what we've all talked about, like, previously, is this thirst culture to be first. It is, and it's not just the media. People blame the media, but it's our... It's, it's culture. Our job is to be first so that we can provide you with the information. It is not fair that people, in whether they work for a publication or not, decide to take their facts or whatever they've learned to Twitter... And to tweet it, because you know when big things happen, whether it be a shooting or something just really major happens and there's a lot of death involved, sometimes reporters will jump on Twitter and you might see they're a part of ABC, they're a part of whatever, but they're sharing things in real time because they want the information to be available for the people. But some of the times, like, we might need to take a step back and 
process the information to make sure that we're bringing it forward. Fact checking at least. Yeah, yeah. in a yeah. little bit more of a clean way. Because we have like, the social media just puts us right in the middle of it, but it's not all bad. Mm -hmm. Because if it wasn't for social media, we wouldn't have known that Mike Brown got shot by a police officer and he right. didn't do right. anything. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Some guy in the neighborhood saw it go down and he started tweeting. Right. Yeah. Well, the, 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 the problem is also that there's, we can't put on social media the same journalistic integrity that we put on actual journalists. You yeah, know? We, we, can't. We, we can't put it and on we're trying there. to meet social media where it is. Yeah, I think a lot of the times in being fast and being on Twitter right. and being, we're trying to meet people where they're getting their information. But isn't right. that tough though when a lot of the folks that are providing the social media commentary are journalists? Oh, of course. It's, 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 it's like a double-edged sword. Yeah. And what I want to know from you is your opinion based off, your opinion being that you are in the media space and you are active on social. Is that hurting like publications? Not necessarily because like we are still people underneath an entity. Right. Um, we are not fully responsible for, you know, all of media. I think it's up to us to use our discretion and be responsible when we're using social media, especially when we're reporting things that are the news. But we are also needing to be responsible once we give it the breath that it needs to come back and serve an opinion. We don't always have to do that. A lot of us, like myself, I consider myself to be also a personality. So sometimes I'll jump on, you know, a social media platform and share my actual opinion. But I just, I don't want that to be misconstrued. And working for a legacy brand like Essence, I always have to be aware of the kind of things that I say, even if, it's, even if it is my opinion. So it's just, a, it's discretion. And it's also just like taking a moment. But that, I don't know, that just is not happening these days. That's just not the way that people behave because we have to be first. That shit sucks. It really does. <laughs> that shit sucks big time. It does. It's not. It's not favorable. Because even with um, I mean, with TMZ, I'm not sure how they broke it or if, or if um, oh, um, or if I like people saying like they was the first to break it, but um, I, I mean, I'm not necessarily mad, like truly mad at them because like like you said, like someone is always going to be first, the first person. Right. They're here because they are known to yeah, be like the first. Yeah, like when they broke Michael Jackson, yeah, they, they break everything. They're never, never really tasteful, they're but it's always yeah. first. They, it's, it's not, they, they don't have to be tasteful. It's like they're, they're putting out the shit that they get the tips and they put it out. It's like, you know, right, like they're a fucking company. Here's the argument um, though, right? How the fuck do you think Vanessa feels if she found out that Kobe died from TMZ? No, that's, well, that's true, how, but I mean, but I, don't, I don't necessarily think that... I, did she? Is that confirmed? Yeah, that's how she found out. I don't think so. I don't. I feel like I, I mean, is she on Twitter? Because that's the only time I see her on. It's like on I see TMZ. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that she might be like Twitter, like like TMZ is a place to be that um, they're gonna see it first. Well, like TMZ has cops and people on payroll. Yeah, on payroll. No, no, no I feel you, no, but I mean, that don't necessarily Vanessa. mean that Vanessa seen it like first. Yeah, who knows, like, yeah you know, and that's what I'm saying. Who knows? But we can't right. say that. But it's she, a she, known thing. She's known it through that because I, I, I think that people on the ground actually contacted her at the, no, at the airport. No, it doesn't, it doesn't no. work that way. It doesn't because work that way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that confirmed? Right. Fam, Is that like, the thing? Say, that's fam. what I'm saying. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. If, oh, okay, so I'm saying, but that's what, God forbid, I mean, that's what you heard. That's what a lot of people hear. I don't... Like, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, I mean, I'm not... It's not like a hard fact. Like, she... What? Like she said, like I learned it. No, TMZ. but but that's but you know that the way that TMZ gets their information early is because they jump the loop. 
So instead of it going through the process of they find they find the body, they confirm coroner, who it is, right. and then they, they contact the their family, they're getting it from the person on the scene. Right. It's not it's not and they're getting and they're getting confirmation from them. Like, are you sure? This absolutely And it. most times the body's in the morgue before they inform the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The so, body was still in the like the the wreckage. It was, was still the wreckage. Fresh. It was still there. Like so like that there's I'd be surprised if the news got to her before it got to us because it was so early. Like right. we got right. and everybody was like, wait, like daily news was like even even um publications that were like they didn't report it, and we're like, wait. Then they were they were sourcing TMZ. Yeah. We're like, oh, I remember oh. who sent it to the group chat first. Was it me? I wasn't uh, even in the group chat. I was I on seen the, it in LA, but I didn't I didn't tweet nothing. I didn't post. I was just looking at it. Cause I was like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I was on. Someone texted me, and I was like, okay, let me turn on the news. And then I seen it on the news. So just as just as soon as people hit me with that TMZ link, I went to the thing. It was already on the news. Yeah. See, no, it, right. wasn't, it, it wasn't on the news. When I got it, and, I was... And the TMZ link was broken. It was already, like, crash type shit. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, that's all I'm saying. It's like, you know, I mean, I, I'm trying to give people the benefit of the doubt, but, it, you know, it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, it, it would be trash if she did learn it from there. But, I mean, I don't, I don't, in my heart, I feel like no one's that, like, TMZ's not infiltrating niggas' fucking phones that bad type Why? shit. But also, I mean, because I'm thinking, like, if people... If if like if you know ground control, um, whoever's like the out the airport, the airport, whatever. If shit goes down and they're on a manifest, like they they have a next of kin, they have like an emergency contact, they'll automatically be contacting that person. So I'm thinking like if shit go down, no, they, no, no, I don't know. But, but if everybody on the if everybody on the helicopter goes down, yeah. there is nobody no, to contact. No confirmed her. survivors. There's nobody to contact her. No, but the I mean they have to have oh. contact to even fly up in well, the air, there, like air that, control. There were some witnesses, so right. I'm, I'm assuming that a witness probably called 911 and was like, "There is something really crazy happening." Right, right. And they did. They came and did whatever they had to do. But now the reports are being filed, and TMZ yeah, yeah. has direct connections to getting reports from the police or whatever the case may be. First responders, mm -hmm. they right. have the, the direct contact to. So it's not even like in the police uh, per, thing or the somebody hospital. Somebody probably already knew. That Kobe was getting on a helicopter. I don't know how helicopters yeah. work with these rich people in there. Right. You know there where they fly out from. Yeah. Flight but I'm assuming that somebody yeah. also knew. Oh wait, that it was his Kobe Bryant is right. on. You know, right, right, a right. plane that left at 12 o'clock mm -hmm. or whatever. You know, wherever the case. So it may be. not even be on TMZ. It could be on the person that called TMZ. Like they wanted to do it right away. Like, hey, let me get this money quick. Back because when, back when Prince died, right. um, and I was working at the Root and. I'm a really big Prince fan, and some of the work of journalists is also, and people talked about it too because this happened the day, Kobe's death happened the day before the Grammys, um, or close to the Grammys. Um, day of, actually. Yes, I was like, is it day of or whatever, but enough to where it was something that was over the heads of people and over the heads of journalists, and we still mm -hmm. have to go on and do our job. So, like, I'm over here reeling about. Is Prince dead? Is Prince not dead? What is going on? But I still have to go and I have to call the precinct, you know, in and, yeah. and, and his town. And I'm asking questions and they can only give you but so many answers. But they did confirm that there is a body found on his property. And so, like, there's things as a journalist that you just have to do void of emotion or yeah. through the emotion and try to figure out how you're going to deliver this news to people. Right, so right, my right. boss was like, okay, so we know there is a body. So that is something that we can report on right, instead right, right. of just being like prince dead you know we're reporting <laughs> right, that right. there is a body that was found on his property so there's ways of doing it but people are just all right so we have some questions about you and your job and fun things or not so not so fun things um 
<laughs> what celebrity was most fun or eye-opening for you? Now, I've interviewed a lot of people in my career. You've got a lot of celebrities. Talk about it. you got a lot of, a lot of celebrities giving you googly eyes. I see. What? Girl, don't you do it. Anyways, you were asking about monumental interviews. <laughs> <laughs> you see the journalistic um, ability to dodge? Yes. So I've interviewed a lot of people, and I've had a lot of them really um, stay with me. And I'm trying to, de- like, when I saw this question before, I was trying to decide who. But I think it was, it's more so for me the moments, right? Like, I love, I used to really love in the beginning of my career taking these selfies with these celebrities because, like, I never thought that my life would be this. And I never thought I'd be in these rooms with these people and have this, like, rapport with them. So it's, it was always a novelty moment for me to do that. But as I've grown in this business and watched others do it I'm like let me slow down on that but I still there's still moments where you're in these rooms or you're in these car on these carpets and you're in these moments and you're like I really like want to remember this so there was a moment at Tyler Perry's epic historical studio opening oh you was at that I was there (laughs) invited (laughs) I I was invited to the carpet okay a friend of mine was invited inside I must say we don't need to get into specifics but I was there there. I got to be in the space I got to feel it it was literally electric like a buzz Mm -hmm. like to be around all the greats from Cicely Tyson all the way down to like the Tyler Perry cast of all his different shows like it's just all these different levels of black excellence black Hollywood beautiful um, which was really awesome but I had a moment on the carpet and I'm in the middle of interviewing T.D. Jakes, who mm. every black person knows who Bishop T.D. Jakes is. Mm-hmm, that is mm-hmm. that is the man, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I'm I'm a little bit older than a lot of the kids on the carpet mm-hmm. these days. So there are certain people that I'm aware of, maybe that they didn't think of. But like I said, the carpet was so full that at any given moment, all of us were interviewing somebody. Right. But nobody was really getting Bishop. So I grabbed Bishop, and we're talking... But then I saw Stedman, like behind him, out the corner of my Did eye. Did Stedman speak? No, let me let me tell a story. I'm sorry, because <laughs> I don't know if he could talk. Oh, Jesus. Stedman has a voice; he just uses mm. it for good only. But um, <laughs> so he was. I saw him out the corner of my eye, and you know, like Stedman's not somebody you just see on a normal basis. But I was like, I know. And I was like, that's Stedman. So Bishop is talking, and I'm just watching out of the corner of my eye. And then I see Gail. And I was like, okay, Oprah's, <laughs> Oprah's here somewhere. Like, these are all her people. Mm-hmm. She's got to be here. So then as I'm looking, I see Gail. I finally spot Oprah. And I was like, <laughs> Mr. Bishop, <laughs> as he was talking, I was like, could you please <laughs> tap your friend over there, <laughs> Oprah? I bring her over here. Because it didn't look like she was going to be doing interviews. And he was like, oh, oh, okay. And then he goes, and I was just like, screw it. Oprah. And I was like, Oprah, over here. So she comes. Mm. And Bishop is like, she tried to use me to get to. <laughs> oh, he's a hater. And I was like, He is Bishop. a hater. <laughs> no. Hold on, wait. This is for Bishop. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. I really was like, wow. You really wow. tried to play me. But then Oprah was like, it's essence. Like, of course I'll come over. Nice. And I That's was like, beautiful. you tried it. That bus you tried to throw me under. That bus you tried. <laughs> How about it? And Oprah said, not my girl, not today. Mm. So that was, it was a really epic moment. Because here I am talking to Bishop T.D. Jakes. And then Oprah comes over. And then I get a moment with Oprah. And that moment goes viral. Where, um, like I said, I'm in this buzzy, electric vibe of the day. And we're watching Tyler Perry literally live his dreams. And so I asked Oprah about her dreams. Mm-hmm. Because, like, 
Does she dream? Right. <laughs> Does she like, dream? Sis, right. What is what's, left, what's left? What's left? What does it even look like? like? Yeah, she just stays awake. She doesn't even go to sleep. What does anymore. it even look like? And yeah. basically, that was her answer. And it was so good because Bishop is standing there, and he's like, "I want to know that answer." Like, I, <laughs> like he's friends with her. They probably chit chat all the time, yeah. and he's never asked her that question. So I just oh. thought it was so lovely to get that type of reaction from him, and then to get the answer from Oprah that basically. <laughs> Duh, I'm living my dream. I'm living God's dream for me. Like, this is what he has dreamed for me. I could have never done this myself kind of response. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to be in that moment and then to also, like, in the moment have a photo bomber because I'm trying to take my little selfies. And then Tyler Perry was the photo bomber. Wow. Mm-hmm. I was like, that was crazy. Wow. I don't know what God is trying to like, tell me. <laughs> let you, the well the good work. Let the, let the well trickle one down. After the, like, Just one, and then to watch the other people on the carpet watching me yeah. have this moment. Um, it was really beautiful. It was something special. Yeah, that's why you're the Don. I be talking about you all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. What you be saying? I know Danielle. Yeah. <laughs> she, that's all. That's all I what know. What you be saying? Yeah. Everybody no, loved took... Danielle so much. Thank like, you. And you deserve mm-hmm. it. No, it took me a while to get into this space of gratitude around it instead of being, um, feeling like I'm having the imposter syndrome, like I'm mm-hmm. not supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I just, I don't know. It took me a while to, to accept how special I truly am. Mm-hmm. And that even makes, it feels weird to say because I'm like, that sounds bad. But no, really, like, not everybody got that moment on that carpet. Mm-hmm. Right. And I continue to have stuff that happens to me like that mm-hmm. um, because of who I am and how I am. I was just about to say that. I was going to say, it's not just that moment. You have several moments that touch base with a lot of the people that have shaped the ideas or ideals of culture and, should I say, media mm-hmm. in our community. Yeah. And it's crazy. And everybody loves you. You got me cursed out. You got me cursed out. It's just you know how many people cursed me. I was like, I was with Danielle. How she get an invite to go to some island? And I was like, sis. I just asked Joe what he was doing that day. (laughs) You, you, you and y'all different in Ghana. Like (laughs) (laughs) when people have plans in Ghana, it involves somebody usually owning the place where we're having the plan play mm-hmm. out. It's never like, oh, come through to this club. It's like, oh, your uncle or somebody owns this club. His uncle owned the island. I just, oh, my God. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Ghana's different. Uh, <laughs> they party different. But um, to, to, to get back to what you were saying about the, um, the imposter syndrome, Ugh. I think the, the beautiful thing about, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. So, one of the things is not knowing how amazing you are. Like we get to see it. You are, you're doing it. You're living in your purpose and we're watching it. So we're just like, oh, like you're in pocket. Um, it's, I think it's the thing that also keeps you grounded. Yes. So, so it's, it's, like I said, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. It's like, if you went up there with a big head, like, no, you, I'm, I'm Danielle. Yo, <laughs> like you're going to, I'm going to get this not, interview. Yeah, that's just not how I behave. Right. Like I still, like, even if I look around on the carpet and I promise you it never fails, I just did the photograph carpet and I've had people coming up to me. Oh my God, I love you so much. I watch you do this. I watch you do that. Publicist of, of the celebrities that we love so much. They come up to me all the time. Like it just, it doesn't get old to me. It keeps reminding me because I think I need the reminders a lot of the time, especially when you dwell in, in the imposter syndrome world. Like you do need the reminders that you are good and that what you're doing is good. And so sometimes I forget. So when I get those little, oh my God, I just love you so much. Thank you for doing everything you're doing. I model my career after you. Like mm-hmm. I get all of that a lot and I just, 
I need it and I love it and I thank you guys for it. If y'all are watching on Man Crush. Monday, and of course, Monday, Monday pod, yeah, yeah. But it's good that you get that because that's God's. That's God. It's crazy. He will give you those reminders. I had one, uh, one situation like that early in my career where you know I. Why I say the thing about being humble is because when you look at, especially dealing in the celebrity world, these are people that live on our TV. We 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 aspire yeah, to we be admire, them. Yeah, we admire. We love them. You know, we would love to breathe the same air. So. When it starts happening and you didn't have any perceived, conceived notion that you would be in that space, you, you're like, oh, I'm lucky to be in the room. And I, I remember saying that one time, um, a friend of mine was a cousin of Tracy Morgan. I was at his house. I just shot like the NBA lockout. They had let me be the photographer wow. in the room. And I'm like, so I'm like, man, I was, I mean, I was just happy to be in the room. I, don't, yeah. I shouldn't have been there. And he literally stopped me. And said, don't ever do that again. No, this is what this is yours. He said, this is God's blessing. It was yours anyway. If you're in the room, you were supposed to be there. Yeah. Just saying that and how serious he was about it, he was like, don't ever block your blessing. Boom. You you're know? supposed oh. to, you were supposed be, to there. be there. Yo. And that's exactly how I behave when I'm in these Absolutely. rooms. Like it's it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the times I will leave this million dollar home and get on the train to go home. And I'm like, this is crazy. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah. this is nuts. Well, God's still building your mansion. Remember, Ooh, listen to it. I believe, yeah, truly, He's still building it. Truly, wow, yeah. Um, flabbergasted. <laughs> Wait, you was reflecting. I said, I'm just sitting back thinking, like for sure, like no, I could, to go I could do what a whole saying, testimony. Go, also going off what Danielle is saying, it's like us. Right, as creators, as creators, as people, just with like at certain points, we were only armed with the voices and thoughts, right? Things and in that, a lot of cases, not even right. The voice, and just then the thoughts, things that millions of other people have, and somehow we managed to carve out not only followings but platforms for ourselves based off of talents that we've decided to hone in on, and you know what I mean. Jesus Christ, I'm drawing a blank. I'm drunk. I'm sorry, <laughs> He was going somewhere, too. I was about to be like, hey, man. Well, wah, let me just wah. take it, because I feel like what he was trying to say is that without... Ravage just was like, do you want another drink? And, and he was like, like, yes, pour another. And I was like... Oh, okay, good. So good I call. I need to go eat. Good call. No, basically, <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm thinking, what I'm hearing, yeah. like without evidence, all mm. of us have been able to build something Yes. Mm-hmm. based on the talents that we have and the talents that we have chosen up. to, yes, and believing in hold ourselves. on to. Um, and you it's crazy for me. I love that. Thank <laughs> you. Yes, because I, I heard where you were going. I was about to. It's a profession, professional. Professional. <laughs> she says, hold on, sir. You're, you're, you're going out. Let me reel you. Let me, reel no, you. but you almost, you almost got it. Yeah, but no, that's there. what I feel like you were going to say. And yeah. it is a beautiful thing to be able to do that because... This world isn't really set up for people like us. It's a fact. To dream. And we got to believe um, in ourselves. And we don't afford, And I'm from North Carolina. I'm one of six. My mama still lives in the projects. So I've watched my siblings um, not dream. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and no shade to them. I love them and I respect everything that they do because they are strong, amazing people. But none of them dreamed. Right. And I want it different from that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I could get it. I didn't right. know how it was going to look or how to even do it because it was never done. I just knew that whatever my life would be, I would afford myself the at least the chance right. to dare to, to try. So yeah. Yeah. that's where I am. 
That's absolutely beautiful. Thank you. God damn. <laughs> Ted Jerk, I'm sitting here trying not to tear up like I know what you mean, sis. Yes, because we just don't we don't be getting a dream. Poverty and all that is oh, real. It's real on your neck. When and I was younger, like I, like oh. being a photographer, that shit was never like in come on. Thing. If you and you're a strong black man yeah. from a from a black mama and she's mm-hmm. hearing like you want to go and take that pictures. That wasn't a thing for us. That wasn't right. like that wasn't on the table. It was like nigga, uh, You better sorry. go to be an engineer. It was, it's like, like yeah, you know? go make it through school, don't get killed. Uh um right, please do, stay alive. And, and yeah. maybe go to the fucking MTA and get a fucking service job. Right. Shit. Like, and have get a pension, catch a pension. Get a pen. That's what my like my parents my father wanted that shit because that's what they grew up on. So and that's like, what they look at they as lucrative and yeah. responsible and, and safe. being Till this able day. to take care of. Yeah. Till this day, my father helped me with this space. I hit him and I was like, I need, I need a couple of dollars. And he was like, All right, I got you. When could you get it back? He didn't ask me when I could get it back. I told him I would get it back to you by this date. He was like, All right, cool. I didn't need the full amount. But then he calls me every week and he's like, he hit me. He's like, you think this is going to work out? Mm-hmm. Like... You but know, he was confident never, enough to give it to you in the first place. Y'all never place. met my father, but y'all have seen his property. Wow. You've, you've been to my dad's hotel. My dad is a firm believer of do the work, save the money. So the idea, like, to this very day, I'm still, like, stuck at the fact that my father has an internal battle where he has to decide whether or not to go with what he believes and believing in me. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my dad, in his mind, and the way he was raised in Ghana from 1940, whatever, 1950, whatever, my dad old as shit. All right, okay, 1960, Damn, whatever, yeah. to now. Definitely not 50s. My dad's <laughs> idea of a job, my dad's idea of being able to provide for a family is attached to working for someone else. Yeah, and that's and long so many term. of us. It's trained. It's like it's yeah. just, that's just what they're used to. And he's he's it literally works. asking me like, "Yo, how are you gonna pay this rent every month if someone else if you're not punching someone else's clock?" And I'm like, "Dad, I'm good." And he's like, "Do you still think you can yeah, get the money from me on this day?" Yeah, and I'm like, that. "Yes." And he's not, like, "Well, he's like, well, if you." If you can't get the money to me on this date, it's fine. And I'm like, "Bro, I got you. I might pay you back earlier." And he's just like, "Earlier." Right, Joseph, why are you getting this money? Get yeah. off my line. Yeah, let's see, <laughs> get off my the line. The times see, have changed ridiculously. Yeah. Creatives are out here actually making. I feel like we're carving real, real money. We're carving the no, way. Yeah, for, or for, for anything. Like yeah. we're watching YouTubers purchase homes. Hello, like, yep. you know what YouTubers, I mean? YouTubers, like, not, not even like mansions, and not even and no shade to any YouTuber out here, but these are like, like you said, mansions of people who are taking their camera, their phones, and doing this. Sis, yeah. to their sis, day. Since I just shot a campaign for Carol's daughter, when I tell you, one of the influencers on the Carol's daughter shoot, they flew her into New York. Shorty just built a home from scratch. Yeah, yeah. More room. They're out here. Almost the same amount of rooms that are on the floor of my apartment. Yeah. No. Yeah. I feel you. No, wow. Yeah. Gone are the days yeah. creatives can actually yeah. live. Yeah, no, it's, that starving artist thing was like a... Um, it still exists. No, it still <laughs> it exists. And that's, still let's exists. not get confused. And that's like, like for me, that's always the internal battle because I'm I'm one of the ones that maintain a full like Fortune 500 company pension 401k union job while pursuing my passion. Yeah. You know, um, I just, I, I, I believe that there's enough time in the day so, but I always battle with. Does but that it's mean not that I, though. But I, yeah. But I always battle with the thing is. 
some people would read that as you not having faith in yourself. I don't look at it that way. Oh, like having a backup. Yeah, because or... because it funds my passion. So like I don't have to get a gig to buy my equipment. When I need to get it, I have it. Yeah, because not everybody's entrepreneur story is, is the same. Right. And also yeah. not everybody is built to be an entrepreneur. Oh, right, like right. there's some people in this world who love to be a part of a company mm-hmm. or love to be a part of a brand and use their other hours, like you said, to do the thing that they want to do dream-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not always like, oh, I have to quit and starve. Right. right. Yeah. It's definitely <laughs> not quit. Since I'm four months into four months, Almost five months into full... You don't have to quit and start. Entrepreneurship. And when I tell you, in these past five months, there have been times when I was like, nigga, how? Oh, my God. Definitely. Let me pray. I've had somebody do my taxes years ago be like, ma'am. <laughs> that was an insecure episode. Remember her friend was looking at her like... She was like, no. Uh, and I'm telling you, like, I went to because I qualified because of how much money I was making. I qualified to get my taxes done for, for free. free. Yeah. Um, it was... I was there. It was a gay men's health crisis that I went to. Woo. Um, <laughs> they got you back some money though. But let me tell you, if I'm going to the place where I can get my free taxes done <laughs> and the person preparing them is like, Girl, <laughs> are you trying? Oh my god! Not, not the show. Not the show. How detach. are you here? <laughs> How did you survive this Do city? You Metro car. <laughs> she was so concerned. Wow. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking funny shit. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> it's been tough. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yo, but this is real. all that to say that. <laughs> Making it successful, so making it successful as a creative or entrepreneur in this space is not for the faint of heart, and it is not. not at all. It's because I mean, success is directly connected to one's ability to steadfast. I like to stand tall and be steadfast in the moments of adversity. Mm-hmm. Like as a full time freelancer, like I said, it's only been five months, and when I tell you, I've had to look myself in the mirror and say, "Bitch, you will not get a job. <laughs> you will not." Look at me, nigga. Do you remember those PTO requests? You will not. And it's worked out. And it it's working will. out. No, it will. Is, work out. To your point for my interviews, I keep quotes in my head from stuff, and Oprah is all, always quotable. But she told me one time, you will... One time. Hold on. <laughs> Oprah told me one time. That means I met my Oprah a couple of times. But this I've, is just I definitely interviewed and met her a couple of times. She follows me on Twitter. I think you might want to just like... Put that on your it's door. It's in my bio. Before you Oprah walk out your door. I'm one of like 300 I, people. I'm going to get back Oprah to told me one time, dot, dot, dot. But no, Oprah told me one time that life only dares with the people. Life only dances with those who dance. Life only dances Ooh. with those who dare. Yeah, right. And I was like. Shabbat Shalom. She is so right. Like, to your, like, you have to do it scared. You have to jump. You have to leap. You have to change. Something like yeah. to have the comfort of having the day job is nice, but there has to be some type of other major let go mm-hmm. sacrifice yeah. of some sort it's, it's, to it's get to a different level. I'm on my it really, year it really is right. of not working for nobody but myself. That's a beautiful that thing. Shit, yeah. That shit took a long time. Yeah. Right. It do, do you guys? I don't know if y'all saw because everybody's talking about the decade now that we've come into a new decade. But mm-hmm. Issa Rae had a tweet that went out in 2010, mm-hmm. and she was irritated that she had to work over a holiday and she was like I'm going to do everything in my power to ensure that I no longer have to work for anybody mm-hmm. and that was in 2010 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and to think about where she is now 10 years yeah. later 10 mm-hmm. years later 
and the steps the that she shit. has created. Yeah, I, laid off, I said, I am not working. Money, she'd be like, how much? Bruh, I said, I'm not working for nobody ever again because I see how from the Goldman side, I said, I, you already know the story. Like I said, I'm not going to work for nobody else because I see how the, the people in the higher ups don't care about oh, the absolutely. people at all. Yeah. And they will cut you at absolutely. any point. They, and, I was and like, this is an at will, at will yeah. state in New York. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Where at you can literally employment. be Where they can let you go fired say, tomorrow after giving 37 years yeah, of your life mm-hmm, to this I'm company. And, not even and your emails don't work severance. no more when you get yeah. back to your desk. I was like, I don't want to live that life That's anymore. it. But so after that, you got to go hard. You yeah, got to go hard. Everything's attainable if you go hard. Like everyone, you have to go 100%. Every day I learn. Every day you got to learn. You got to 100%. You know I mean? you gotta 100% learn. is that, not enough. That tweet made me look back at my tweets. You guys know you can do that. There's certain yeah. things that you can search on Twitter to look at your old tweets. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, I was that. looking at my tweets from 2009 and 2010. And that, Danielle, to your point, yeah. go hard was an understatement. Like I was like writing for every publication I could. Mm-hmm. I was always on the grind trying to be on this carpet, that carpet, trying to write for everybody. Like... I was like, damn, if I still worked in that intensity that I had back then, I don't know where I would be right now. I, yeah. I kind of want to readopt yeah. the mm-hmm. young and hungriness of it. Not we that I'm to. not now, but yeah. just wasn't the same level of so intensity. I, yeah. I put on Twitter the other day, I was um, revisiting. Like, I woke up one morning, I typically do, as of late, I've been doing like a um, meditation. Minimum oh, of five to ten minutes. Just to, be still, <laughs> just to be still, because... There's a million and one things happening in the day. And when you're, when you're an entrepreneur and you have no one else to manage you, you have to manage your own time. So sometimes you just have to stop and start from scratch. I sat back. I was meditating. And during my meditation, I had a, like, relapse or a re- memory of... A memory. Hey. Uh, you re-remember the memory? Exactly. Boom. <laughs> of a conversation I had with my manager about a year ago. Like... No more than a month will make a year. And we had a touch base. And they were like, hey, we know that you've been going above and beyond. And we want to like give you the opportunity to go for the next step. Which is pretty much manager at Apple. What is it that we need to give you to make sure that you're ready? And I'm like, well, to be honest with you, I just went to go see a space for, for a photography studio. And um, I'm really interested in doing that. But I'm not completely sold on it, like quitting on the corporate dream. So I'm willing to like step into whatever role you guys need me to step into and I'll do my absolute best. But the goal is to be my own boss in five years, 10 years. I want to own my own shit and create a space where people can come and be free to create and comfortable to say, I don't know, can you help me? Mm-hmm. And he looked at me and was like, so if we want to make you a manager, you're saying you, we only got five years. And I'm just like, well, there's a step before manager, right? And he's like, well, we just got to see what you're willing to do. And I told him, I was like, I'm ready to open my studio, but I'm willing to climb the corporate ladder to get there. He's like, all right, cool. Niggas went from barely fucking with Joe to like not fucking with Joe. I was out of the building. If I was late one minute, I had conversations. All right. And I was saying to myself, like, yo, imagine being able to tell somebody exactly what you want to do and having people support you. Well, your dream had nothing to do with you working the, for them. Yeah, so that, they didn't, they that was not their dream. No, but it was, <laughs> right, that, that was a problem. 
my dream had nothing that. to do with them, but yeah. everything to do with them in terms of gaining the means. Because I come from the projects as well. And I don't have a bag of money to lean on to be able to make said investments to, to do these things. Mm-hmm. So I needed to I needed to take their money or make their money work for me. And they were not fucking with that. See, yeah, because I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, well, that's something you needed to have with yourself internally and not necessarily letting them, because, duh, they should know that you're there to work towards something. They can't monetize the fact that you want to leave and become your own boss. They're like, that doesn't, why would we invest in you? Oh, so you don't want to be a manager, so now we don't care anymore. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. You only got five years. First of all, five years is mad I'm not about to sit here for five years to wait to be a manager. Give me five years to like. (laughs) They had me for six. They had me for six. And I was at Apple for six long years. And I was like, like, but you have to know when your breaking point is. Like, oh, it broke. Not everyone needs (laughs) to do the whole day job thing we've discussed, but like, you also have to know, like, when it's no longer serving you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That's Um, a fact. Thanks for coming to our TED Talk. (laughs) 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 Um, So, then I want to. We want to ask some questions about some viral moments that you have. Um, were you satisfied with um, Tyler Perry's explanation, explanation for writing all his scripts alone? Of course not. Like, what kind of foolishness? Mm. I love and respect Tyler Perry. I really do. I have a very, like, it's a, it's a, it's a different type of, like, feeling that he gives me because I'm frustrated but I also know what he's done for us and what he's done yeah. for Hollywood. He's broke a lot of generational uh, wealth situations where people have been able to like set roots in Atlanta and grow from that and not have to worry about taking their own self to Hollywood because sometimes black actors have to do that. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Taraji for being honest and telling everybody when she was in Benjamin Button, she had to pay for all of her own stuff, hotel rooms, oh, et cetera, wow. et cetera. Okay. Yeah, yes, that's okay. in her, that's in her, uh, her book. Um, And it sucks Because you would think That a movie like A Benjamin Button If I got hired At least (laughs) I gotta pay for my own And I'm not getting I'm not getting Brad Pitt money honey Well I applaud her Applaud her for sharing that Yeah Because a lot of people They're not aware of that They think that once You've made it into A-list Hollywood That it is smooth sailing But what Tyler Perry knows Is that It is not That's why he puts on actresses like like Taraji. That's why he gives chances to so many people because he understands that no matter how A-list you get in certain situations, you're still going to be this black actor that nobody respects. So he's been able to do that where he's had recurring roles for people on shows and TV and movies, et cetera, et cetera. Love you for that. But what I don't understand is that on the creative side, how you could take such a selfish approach to creation. Like, you are not only creating characters who don't look like you at all, which is possible to do, Mm -hmm. but when you have a full show like Sisters, and you're the one taking on the writing for that, the nuances of being a black woman are skipped. How do you relate? And so then you become the person that creates these characters Mm -hmm. that people complain about because you have no idea how to create scenarios and entire worlds around black women millennials. Like, for certain shows, like, okay, if your House of Pain is killing it, mm-hmm. and you're, I don't know, more shows. Sorry. The Oval, <laughs> the Oval I think it's doing Oh, I actually <laughs> binge-watched The Oval. Mm. Did you like it? Oh. Yes or no? Hey. Shake okay. your head. Oh. Enough, enough. Shake your head. Okay, we got it. It was deliciously horrible. Tyler Perry is a whole, like, he's a whole category of his own. Oh, my God. It's a, it's a yeah. genre. That sounds like about where Like, there I was a lot, but... <laughs> 
To to the thing of like the oval, not every character is a black woman, mm-hmm. but Tyler likes to create drama. Dra- yes, out of nothing around every single. So we were talking about Tyler Perry. Um, Tyler Perry. It's annoying to me that in a in a space where you need collaboration and you need people bouncing ideas off of you, like when you're creating entire characters and worlds, mm-hmm. you need to work with people. Yeah, there should be to. somebody in the room. And his and his reasoning was that I've tried writer writers rooms before. My shows started, the ratings started to go down, and I decided no, that's just not a yeah. fair take. Yeah. Like if I decided to right be in a relationship room. and it didn't work out, so now I don't do relationships no more. Yeah, like it doesn't make any sense for you to completely give up on something that is standard. Now I understand you being like, you can be the boss of it all. You can be the end all be all of everything that comes out of the writer's Mm -hmm. room. But I don't think you should be taking opportunities away from not only from people, but for yourself to have really full comprehensive shows. Like people like your stuff. Yeah. But I think it just comes from like the familiarity of the people on the house of pains or the whatever yeah, shows that right. he has. It's not necessarily like, Oh, this is really great television. I don't know anybody that ever like, says I'm that. Just imagining <laughs> this, I'm just like, imagining like him sitting and writing everything. A full and fucking you can show. Tell, he like, said he wrote the movie in like one day, five days. He shot it shit. in five days. She's she's five days. Who she's knows us. how long he took to write it, but he no one watched it before <laughs> they put it out. Before they sent <laughs> like, that shit to Netflix. Do you guys follow Lala Milan? Yeah, yeah the comedian. Oh, yeah, 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 so yeah. she did. She posted yesterday her audition tape of auditioning <laughs> yeah, for the for woman, white, the yeah, white woman that white jumped woman. off the building yeah. at the <laughs> beginning of the Fall from Grace movie. Yeah. I didn't she know somebody actual. She took the actual script. It uh, wasn't like she made it up. And so to hear her say the line. Oh, my I God. Like, I got to watch this. They were like, we need a unit out here. It was just so like, oh God, not so only terrible. do you write all of this yourself, but you don't even take a pause to Google to see, like, how do police officers talk? How do, how do you, you talk in secure court? A per- how does, how does, how does a lawyer say, Don't go nowhere. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. While he's handcuffed. And no. Uh, yeah. He, he, the, the he office- handcuffed the perp and set him on the, the hood of the car, uh-huh. got a call, uh-huh. went to go accept the call, and drove away. Don't go nowhere. And went. The, and the nigga is still in like, handcuffs on a street corner by the bodega. So am I arrested? Oh, I'm, I'm out. That's what I am. I yeah, am no, out. We, just, we know he's out, boy. So like, no arms. Just. Sir, calling the backup to take this perp somewhere else. But see, you little just, moments like that where we laugh at it. But there's a problem to where if you want to include certain things in your movie and you don't even have the terminology. Yeah, you need at least one continuity person to be like... Uh, actually, we should that's not say, how they do that. <laughs> we should really have him arrested or we should have him call for backup. Like certain things like that that you would think, oh, I don't need that. I don't right. need to close or that loophole. Or have a fucking, right, have two cars on the scene so you could just go and they... Because now I'm watching it and I'm still thinking about the man that was arrested. He has nothing else to do with the movie. But I'm like... But, it's so real. But are we going to take him in? Or? <laughs> like, after all that shit, you could have just been at the fucking donut right. shop. Like, you didn't have go. to even arrest anybody. Right, exactly. You didn't even have, you didn't So there's certain things that like, if you had a writer's room these would be discussed or at least somebody would overlook your shit unless you know it's looking goofy like because in my interview i was like well it's mostly because people are feeling like slighted because Mm -hmm. it's like well hey we could help you out but it's also the fact that you are just i don't want to say this but you're creating bullshit no Mm -hmm. it's really (laughs) like that movie 
It was entertaining, you I know, to it. say the least. But his character, he wrote himself in it as Brisha Webb's character's boss, and he was always so mean, always pissed. to her, and so angry at her. And at one point, when he went to insult her, and was he was like smiling through it, and he was like, you know, if you tried this hard, you could actually be a lawyer. But even <laughs> and I was like, him, him going like him, the, the scene cutting, <laughs> and it cuts to him, and he has that fucking wig on. It's like that's not even needed. Wait, tell her. <laughs> had a wig on? Yeah. Like, I heard all the wigs was bad, that. so this must be crazy. Listen, him and We're his, watching that tonight. Him and his yeah. star, Crystal Fox. Shout out to Crystal Fox. Ugh. She got in an argument with him about the wigs because she thought, you know, that there wasn't enough care taken for yeah, the wigs. Not. Never is. And I know Felicia Rashad get... I'm sorry, Felicia. Everybody, Felicia. it's oh, Felicia. Felicia. Okay, Felicia. there we go. It's Felicia. Felicia. <laughs> given, given Felicia Rashad's hair, she didn't follow the protocol uh. for wigs. Brisha didn't follow the. Brisha was like, no, actually, Brisha. I wear my own. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brisha was like, I, I have, I have I'm someone. Bring my own. I work. I have my own flat. I work with a couple good. people. I'm just gonna. She was good the whole time. She was. The but best, like, like at the else? very least, and these are the things when you're in these spaces, having heard, and this was on Hello Beautiful where I saw the. The, the drag out fight between Crystal, Tyler Starr for Fall From Grace and Tyler about the wigs. And I was thinking to myself, like, does he not serve space for people to have critiques or at least questions or Doesn't comments like or it. concerns? Well, yeah. you know that about by, any of the pieces. You know that by the way that he's taking on the writing. Yeah. He doesn't, because there's, there's, there's no almost an audacity any... to believe that your perspective is all inclusive. One. Like you have every experience known to man in every scenario you're the, that you're that's so accurate. Right. Right. If you guys watch the Oval, like no. the idea no, that you. every no, no. character no, I actually liked has the first have... episode of, of, of Sisters though, the first episode. I did Sisters. like Sisters until I did it. But <laughs> you could tell that the, char- the, the women were not written by women. I don't care who you are, you can tell. Because there was always an apology like made for the man. That's horrible. Always. Like, whatever the man did, there was always space for him to be redeemed or it's not necessarily his fault. And then the woman was always just, all my life I had to fight. <laughs> oh, God. All my life. Every last, one, every last one of them. And we're dealing with, what, like, one girl is a lawyer. One Like, these are really, like... Is that the, is that the show where... The clip that went viral was like the girl who's in handcuffs with the bad wig, and then like the prosecutor. What what show was that? I think that's the handcuffs. And they and they and they were basically roasting each other in that scene. This is Rain and Ratchet. Yeah, yeah. This is Rain and Ratchet. It was so stupid. What? I'm so confused. Sounds like the old. It sounds just. It it gotta be. And it was like this sounds like Tyler Perry. Like what the fuck? Every single character has something really crazy, dramatic happening to their lives. (laughs) In the old, there's a cult. (laughs) In the oval, there's a cult. Oh yes, I saw. So I went to the premiere for uh, for for that in. was it DC? There's a cult. Yeah, and, oh, and they showed a cult. There was a whole thing with a baby There's getting a taken cult. and some weird... And like, then the guy whose baby was taken is in some it's, weird it's rape allegation with the president's daughter oh, who is God. a whore and trying to sleep with the man in the trap. Oh, no. I think we're yes. all for this topic. Oh, with the bed, yeah. She hit her head and... To that point, like, Tyler, we love you and we love everything yeah. that you've been able to do for blackness and, and, and when it comes to creating Hollywood in Atlanta. But it would be so much better if you allowed collaboration. Get some help. Because yeah. this isn't moving the needle anywhere. Get some help. There's nothing wrong with help. People are watching, though, to yeah. his it point. It takes a village. No, no, but that's... I mean, that's... Uh, 
it takes a village to create. It takes a village. You know why? Because Rome's Rome's J cut may not be. I just need to fuck with Rome for a second. Did you see his face? <laughs> he was like, what? Well, you do at least one person to bounce something off right. of. Right. Feedback is, is right. Listen, I shot my shot during an interview with Tyler to work with him. We'll see how that plays out. You'll get it. You know why? I don't know, though. No, he do you know why you'll get it? You know why you'll get it? Because you get everything that, that you want. Hello. At heart, you get everything <laughs> that you want. This? We'll you do. See. You want to be the uh, boss. Uh, Either way, All right, let's let's get. I would this, love to shift. Let's get let's, let's shift. Yes, for sure. The Tyler Perry can we talk movies. about? Can we talk about you being um body positive and the body police and your thoughts? I'm not the body police. No, no, you're not the body police. You're body positive. <laughs> you body positive, and we're gonna talk. I mean, about... I don't even know if I'm body positive. If we're being honest, what? I just, I mean, I love myself. That's all it takes. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know how I feel about this whole idea of a movement. Beyond, um, you know, with po- body positivity, because it's like you have to do. There's so many politics wrapped in being fat, mm-hmm. and it's ridiculous. Like Lizzo could post herself dancing in a thong, and now it's this whole discussion about she's doing too much. She needs attention. What about Rihanna though? Thick Rihanna. What about her? How do you feel about it? What do you like? Why are you asking me that? Because it's on the like, paper. Why are it's you? No, paper. I see no, 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 no. that, because and I read it, and I was me. like, "This is ridiculous." I didn't write this. That's me. That's her. I thought it was a ridiculous question. It wasn't me. It was her. Can we just be who we are? Yeah. yeah like, why Can we like be the size that we are? Much surgery, you need to go get surgery. You too big. You gain too much weight. You lost too much weight. Like, why does it seem like nobody can win? It's not about well, Rihanna being big. I'm uh, and she's not. Can we clarify this? She's not big anywhere. She's thick. I mean, at the end of the day, the main thing is really just getting away from even criticizing giving, giving, anybody's well, body. giving We'll give anybody the validation that they have the ability to do it. Like, like the, the one thing that I will say that, that I. I think most of us take from your photos is what you said. You love yourself. And I think that's where you need to get to. Not so much whether or not anybody's winning because if you leave yourself subject to popular opinion, you are falling down that hole. That's yeah. what that's what social media does. It is the gateway to like I abandon my own personal self-esteem mm-hmm. because you are now putting yourself in public view allowing the arrows to come at you. Like you're like whatever. How you take it if you're not, you know, equipped to get that and be like, I'm fine. Like Lizzo's obviously like, I'm unbothered. Yeah, but like, that, this, that's the sadness of the world is that fat bothers everybody. Well, yeah. It don't, really does. Don't it puts bother people, me. Mm, it puts people in a weird space and people feel like they have to comment on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No matter what it is, whether or not Lizzo cuts the whole ass out of her t-shirt dress or not, People feel like the need to comment on fat or larger bodies. And it drives me crazy because like when stuff like this happens, I'm always asked about it because I'm fat. Mm. I don't stand on the leg of body positivity. I don't go around preaching about people's bodies. I don't even talk about my own body half the time. Mm -hmm. I just show up in spaces loving myself because this is the only body that I have. Mm -hmm. And I find myself having to always defend myself because I'm a public figure and I put myself out there. And I always have to say, like, you know, I just love myself. Like, it doesn't really, like, it doesn't have to be a revolutionary act to see me 
in different spaces, but it is. Right, right, right. Like my my self love is a revolution, and it shouldn't have to be like that. I should be able to love myself without perpetuating obesity or promoting obesity. Like I don't feel like, and that's something that's constantly brought up to me. And I'm like, okay, I don't think I'm perpetuating obesity. I don't think I'm like a part of a culture that says it's okay to be right, fat right. and unhealthy. Like, but really be trying. Like, they do what? try it. And like, <laughs> I do, like, I am a fat person who is okay with being fat. It doesn't mean that I have given up on myself. It doesn't mean that I don't work out. It doesn't mean that I don't eat healthy. It's just that this is the body that I'm in. And for me, body positivity is literally loving what you have now. Not being like just complacent in it. Right. But just loving yourself enough to be like, well, this is what I have. I'm going to work on it when I, you know, when I can, but I'm not going to hate or condemn myself right. because I don't fit a mold that you're comfortable with. Right, yeah. right. It's right. also because you're in this country and the yeah. obsession with obesity, weight, everything in this country. And it's insane because the, the alternative to everybody being different is a monolithic, like we all look like one body type. Yeah. Which I don't understand. Like if I, that we would were never all happen. meant to be small and skinny, we happen. would be. It just right. wouldn't happen. But, but, you know but what, what, what do you, you gain by that? What do you achieve by I that? I don't know why it makes people so uncomfortable. You know? I really wish I knew. I really do. But I just don't be knowing how to just, ch like, shut up, bro. Like, it, really, it takes less energy to just scroll right past just that. Just scroll bit. right past. Like, this is, she's putting it for somebody that's not you. Like, what the fuck, bro? Like, just go. Somebody appreciates like, it. Like, somebody appreciates it. It's not bothered. I like, love the fact that relax. you've always been confident in who you are. Why not? Right. And <laughs> it's like, the question about body positivity wasn't a slight at who you are or how you live your life, but more so it should have been redirected around how can we promote confidence? I don't even know if that's correct because that's such a weird, that's a weird thing to say as well. Like I had somebody say um, in an interview, like in a comment that I did, oh, instead of asking her how she got her husband, why don't you ask her how she got her confidence? And I was like, why would I ask somebody that? That's such mm -hmm. a, if you actually think about it, how do you get your confidence? How do you get your confidence? How do you ask, how, do I, how does one answer that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like as if I shouldn't be confident. Like I, I really love myself. Like, I post pictures of myself in a swimsuit or whatever, and I get those comments all day. I wish I had your confidence. And I'm like, I mean, I get, I get, Some I get it. Some people don't have the love. Some people don't. Some people know they they value the outside opinion more. Or value than something that, that they don't have. Yeah. Right. There are a lot of things that go into it, though. Right? There are. Because there are because you, I've had to ignore up. society in right. order to get to this point. Exactly. Yeah. And I have to continually ignore society just because I'm comfortable now doesn't mean that there are times where I'm in a space where I need to be in a swimsuit and I'm fully comfortable. There's still moments where I'm like, Ugh. you know what I mean. But at the end of the day, I'm not. I'm so far removed from that little girl that wore T-shirts at the beach. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I'm, I just, I don't, I don't want that for myself, even if I feel self-conscious, because I still do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I still do, but I'd rather feel self-conscious and free from, like, the, the having to cover myself up to make you feel comfortable. I'd rather feel that type of self-conscious than feel self-conscious in a T-shirt. Right. At the beach. Like, bitch, you're going to get whatever's coming out you of gonna this. You're going to get this. <laughs> you're going you gonna to get this. And it helps that I'm cute, so. Yeah. 
Wow. That's dope. <laughs> Amen. Woo. So, an hour and a half. We ran a little long this, this episode. so long. I'm exhausted. Um, <laughs> and we definitely got Danny in the Bronx. So, we about to wrap exhausted. this shit up. I don't even know how to get out of here. We about to wrap this shit up like some leftovers or whatever. set up a helicopter to take me back. A helicopter. There's a freight train that passes every 30 minutes. Oh, my so gosh. It, oh. I just hitch on. How do I get out of here? All right. So, um, we'd like to thank you all for tuning in to Man Crush Monday's podcast, episode 46. Um I so appreciate that we didn't we get into right. this last one. These last two. These last two. That's okay. a that's a that's a whole. Before episode. we go, let me stop. <laughs> let's talk about that nah, shit. We got. It. I'm, I'm happy that we got dragged away and that Danny was comfortable in most, if not all, of the content that yeah, we spoke about. Because they was trying to get into like other parts of my life. Um, like my life that I share with Partisan Fontaine but we'll talk about it make sure that make sure all that being said is make sure that you're following Danielle Young on Instagram so you can keep up with the life and the times of the fabulous and the Brooklyn yes yeah cause she don't fuck with the Bronx we gonna get her up here though you're never ever gonna get me up here Jesus Christ Jesus um this is the last time matter of fact Uh, wait Danny is the first no the the second, the second one of three repeat like guests on the podcast. Returning guests. Yeah. Oh, I've returned. Yes. Oh yeah, that time in the park. Yes. Oh, oh that's yeah, I the park. Established my hate of Joe's opinion. Oh, you're right. I remember. <laughs> and we were in Brooklyn Fucking Curl Fest. at Curl Fest, Drunk and I lost is a gun. my she phone. Was so mad died, and I couldn't. Yeah. Find my friend. It was yeah. a whole time. Yeah, we definitely oh, wow. said that spoke Damn, that's for a long time. That was all Crawford. Thank you for coming back. Yeah, we Thank appreciate you. you. We know, love you. We, I appreciate you, Joe. Not your opinions, <laughs> but you. my opinions have evolved. <laughs> but I love and my appreciate have evolved. all of you guys. Mm-hmm. You guys are the best. I love it. But um, this man, Chris Monday's podcast. Make sure that you are crushing out. on a man. Why you had to pause like that? <laughs> this man Chris Monday's podcast, <laughs> episode 46. Um, make sure that you check out our Patreon, um, Man Crush Mondays, no, no apostrophe, on Patreon. We are also on YouTube now. We're available where all podcasts can be found. I can subscribe. Yes, like, like, and Welcome subscribe. Hey guys, <laughs> a lot um, of you been asking. And Danny, <laughs> Danny Next the real week. question is, what do you have? What do you Our have beauty routines. <laughs> I do. I have been asking about your beauty routines. <laughs> the skin across the board. Wow. Thank you. Wow, 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 um, wow, wow. I use the ordinary. I mean, <laughs> I literally do. I've, I got a new regiment. I'm like trying to get my life together. Yeah. You just use makeup wipes. No kills here and there. Oh, uh, well, you know. I don't we have can money. tell. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have money. <laughs> just, just natural juices money. and Betty's. <laughs> <laughs> no, that Ghana, that Ghana skin is different. Yeah. So, what do you have coming up? Oh my goodness! What's going on in the world of Danielle Young? <sighs> what is going on in my world? So, award season is coming to a close. I hate when people be saying that award season's over when the Oscars comes and goes because it's like. We still have NAACP awards. Don't try to play right. us. Hello. Right. Um, for Us, By Us award show um, coming up next weekend, um, as well as American Black Film Festival honors. I'll be com- covering both of those carpets in L.A. on um, the weekend. So that's coming up. A lot of black excellence. 
Y'all know how black it I gets. I might see you at NAACP. Hopefully. Oh, it's a good time. It's yeah. always a good time. Let's get a check. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get Let's those get checks. Check. Let's get them checks. Lots of blackness, checks. lots of excellence, y'all lots of... Have, y'all should go have some tiger prawns while y'all together. We will. Ooh, we <laughs> might. Right at the top of the soul house like we always do. You know Where's the... Yes, bringing the ghetto to the Soho house. We love it. We love be to in see that it. bitch heavy. We do. We <laughs> all um, damn night. All night long. It's my favorite place. But yes, yeah, so those are coming up. I will be at the Soho house at some point in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's closing out Black History Month for me. I'm looking forward to um, seeing what's next. I'm in this amazing transitional part of my life. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to continue on serving up what I'm serving with Essence or if I'm going to do this thing on my own. This is the first time I've said this out loud. When is this coming out? Hey. Next week. Okay, so who knows where I'll be in two weeks. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm just, I'm exploring because we did have that conversation. So you guys like planted a little seed of like. Love it. Love and inspiration. Yeah. I love it. Blossoming. That's what we love. So. (laughs) Wind. Water. I have no idea what's happening right (laughs) now. Come on. (laughs) Captain Planet. Fire. I dropped the ball. Sorry. Okay. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. But he was in there. <laughs> I was in there, right? This is African Ash Joe signing off for Man Curse Monday's podcast. This is Harlem Rome. This is Bronx Carl. This is Partisan Fontaine's wife. Hey, hey. party. We get into existence. Hey. Podcast. You better watch out, yeah, bitch. Yeah, they-